seems today that if you put the word real in front of anything, you're guaranteed that it will sell more and catch the attention of more people. So please take out the sermon notes that have been prepared for you today. One word to guarantee greater sales in your notes is real. Real coffee, real leather. We are interested in the genuine article. There was a television program called Real People. There's a book called Real Men Don't Eat Kish. Looking at a Coke can, it says 10% real fruit juice. It's a big deal, real. Chicken McNuggets say that there's nothing like the real thing. So this morning, I want to talk with you about what James says about having a real faith. There's a lot of phony faith in the world. There's a lot of people who think that they are Christians, but they are not. James 2 talks about the difference between real and counterfeit Christians. Authentic believers and fake believers. James talks about how to have that real faith. So look at James 2, verse 24. You see that a person is justified by what he does, Not by faith alone. Now this is the most controversial, most misunderstood passage in the book of James. Every cult uses this passage to say that you must work your way to heaven throughout the New Testament. It teaches, however, we are saved through faith alone, by God's grace alone. So look at what Paul says in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 10. For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. For a life of good deeds, which God has already prepared for us to do. So, is it grace or is it works? Which is right? The truth is that both are, but they are talking about different things. So you need to understand the context of each. Please follow along in your notes. Notice that the background problem is different between the two. In your notes, Paul... Paul's problem was legalism. Paul was fighting legalism. This is trying to keep all the Jewish laws in order to become a Christian. But James, he's not fighting legalism. James' problem in your notes was laxity. James is fighting people who simply say, it doesn't matter what you do so long as you believe. These are two different enemies, both Paul and James. They also use the word works in different ways. And you notice Paul uses works to mean laws, the laws of the Jews. These works are rituals and they're circumcision, like certain washings. And James uses the word works. He's really talking about a lifestyle of a Christian. James is talking about the acts of love done by a Christian because he already has faith. And the focus. The focus is also different. In your notes, Paul focuses the root of salvation. This is what happens to me internally, the root. James' focus is the fruit of salvation. That's what shows on the outside, the external. And Jesus said that by their fruit you will know them. So in your notes, Paul is talking about how to know you are a Christian, how you know it. James is talking about how to show you are a Christian. There's a big difference between the two. Paul is talking about saying faith alone about, in your notes, how to become, 
how to become a believer. James is talking about by saying, by what he does, is how to behave. So how do you behave like a believer? So there's really no contradiction, only different contexts. Looking again at James 2, verses 8 and 10. Please read it with me together out loud. For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith for a life of good deeds, which God has already prepared for us to do. There are three key prepositions in this passage, and it clarifies the meaning. Number one in your notes, it says, we are saved by God's grace. So we're saved by grace alone. Number two, it says that we are saved through faith, through faith. And number three, it says, we are saved for, for a life of good deeds, for good works. So if you get that down, then there's no contradiction between Paul and James. By grace, through faith, for good works. But if you get these out of order, then you're in trouble. If you think that you are saved by works, then you're in deep trouble. So James says there are five ways. Five ways you can know you have the real thing, real faith. Five principles from James chapter 2. So number one, James says that real faith is not just something you say. It's not something you talk about. Look at James 2 verse 4. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Notice the word there, claims. It doesn't say he actually has faith, but he claims to have it. He talks the good line. He knows all the words. Have you noticed that there are people who claim to be Christians? Have you noticed that? George Gallup says in your notes, 50 million Americans claim claim to be Christians, but you don't always see the changes in their lifestyle. Today we tend to label people Christians even if they make only the slightest sound of being a believer. After one championship baseball game, someone says, I just want to thank the good Lord. Everybody says, well, he must be a Christian. Not necessarily. James says there's more than just talk involved in real faith. And Jesus himself said, Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone with a Christian bumper sticker either is a believer. Have you found that out? In your notes, not everyone who is a professor of Christianity is a possessor of Christianity. Not everyone who is a professor of Christianity is a possessor. A man who claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save him? James would simply say, No, because talk is cheap. Number two in your notes. James says that real faith is not just something you feel. It's more than emotions. So on the back of your notes, look at James 2, verse 15. So suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. One of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm, well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs. What good is it? So James is talking about a person in need. Suppose after church you smash your fingers in your car door. I come by and I say to you, I really feel for you, cheer up. Is that any help? And you know, people in need don't need sympathy, but they do need assistance. A penis cartoon shows Charlie Brown and Lance 
They're inside the house, all bundled up because it's snowing so hard outside. Snoopy is out there in the snow and the cold. He's shivering in front of an empty dog dish. Lance and Charlie Brown are inside. They're having this discussion. How sad it is that Snoopy is cold and hungry, they say. They said it's cold, it's hungry. We should really do something. We really should. Let's do something about it. They walk outside. They woke Snoopy up. Said, Snoopy, be of good cheer. And where did Charlie Schultz get that idea? That was from James chapter 2. Faith is more than just what you say. It's more than just something you feel. You act upon it. Real faith takes the initiative. So James says, suppose a brother or a sister. These would be Christians who are in need. For any of you trivia buffs, this is the only time in Scripture that Christian women are called sisters. This is awesome. Some of you trivia buffs are going to remember about this sermon. James is saying that real believers will care about other believers. In James 2.17, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead, he says. James is saying that if my faith does not lead me to share with others, something is wrong. My faith is not only sick, my faith is dead, he says. Number three, in your notes, a step further. Real faith is not just something you think about. Real faith is not just something you think. Look at James 2, verse 18. Someone will say, you have faith and I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. I'll show you my faith by what I do. Some people in your notes, faith just becomes an intellectual discussion. Intellectual discussion. You have faith, I have deeds. We can debate it. You're in in the faith, I'm in the deeds. That's really cool. Different strokes for different folks. To each his own. James says, show me, though, in your notes. James is saying, real faith is also visible. It's not just something in intellectual opinions. There are too many Lady Clarell Christians where nobody knows for sure. Far too many. Faith is odorless, weightless, and invisible. In fact, James would make a good Missourian. He would say, show me. Let me see your action. And you know there's that children's song, if you're saved and you know it, then your life will what? Really surely show it. Your life will surely show it. In fact, Jimmy Carter's, his faith turning point in his life was this very phrase that someone asked him. In your notes, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Would there be enough evidence to convict you? That's a pretty good question. Number four, in your notes. James goes a further step further. He says, real faith is not just something you say, not something you just feel, not something you just think about. Number four, real faith is also not just something you believe. Real faith is not just something you believe. Look at James 2, verse 19. It says, you believe that there's one God, good, but even the demons believe that, and they shudder. There are a lot of people who have strong beliefs about God. They can recite passages and catechism and doctrines. So James says, big deal. In your notes, a strong belief about God never saved anyone. Even the devil believes that there is a God. He's no fool, but he's not saved. The devil knows more about God and about the Bible than we do. In fact, in your notes, belief in the existence of a God never saved anyone. Believing in the existence of God never saved you. 
pisteo. It's the Greek word for believe. It means to commit yourself completely. It means to trust and to rely on. And when you believe and trust in Jesus, completely trust him for your salvation. So in your notes, believing. Believing is just not head knowledge. In your notes, it's also heart knowledge. A lot of people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. In your notes, many people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches because they have it up here, but they don't have it down here, 18 inches away. Surveys are indicating that there's a high percentage of people who say they believe, who say they are Christians. When asked, do you attend church every week? They say no. James would say that is phony. It's 18 inches away from true commitment in the heart. Because real faith is not just something you say, not just something you feel, not just something you think, not just something you believe. What is real faith? Number five in your notes. James gives us a couple of illustrations that show what real faith is something that you, in your notes, do. Something you do. Real faith is something you are already, are already doing. Look at James 2. 20 to 26. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham. He was considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see that his faith and his actions were working together. His faith was made complete by what he did. And the scriptures was fulfilled what that says Abraham, he believed God was credited to him as righteousness. He was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified then by what he does and not just by faith alone. In the same way, James says, in Joshua chapter 2, it reads like a spy story. It was not even Rahab, the prostitute, considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds, is dead. James uses two different illustrations in your notes. Abraham and Rahab, because they're opposites. Rahab is a woman. Abraham is a man. Abraham is Jewish. Rahab is a Gentile. Abraham is a patriarch. Rahab, she's a prostitute. Abraham is a major character in the Bible. Rahab is a minor character. So these are two illustrations, are opposites. It says that really doesn't matter who you are. And you know, Abraham and Rahab, they had this in common. Their faith in God led them to action. To know the story of Abraham, you know it. Abraham was asked by God to give up his own son. This has nothing to do with being saved by works, though. This action by Abraham that showed how much he actually believed in God. And Rahab, she risked her life twice in order to save their spies' lives. James is saying to us, our faith is demonstrated by what we do. Just like Abraham, like Rahab, our faith is demonstrated by what we do also. Some 45 years ago, there was a tightrope walker by the name of George Blondin, who one day, for publicity, decided that he would walk across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. On the appointed day, he stretched a tightrope one side to the other. Crowds were lined up on the Canadian side and the American side. Thousands of people were watching. He gets up in the air, begins putting one foot on the rope, then another. 
slowly marched across, inch by inch, step by step. Got out in the middle, and you're going to hear a pin drop. One miss, everybody knew he would fall. A certain death in the waters of the Niagara Falls. When he reached the other side, the crowd broke into applause. And it went wild, but he quieted the crowd. He attempted to do it again. The crowd went wild when he reached the other side. Blondin raised his hand, and he said he would do it again. This time he was going to push a wheelbarrow full of dirt. He placed the wheelbarrow on the dirt, with dirt tumbling off the sides on the tightrope. Takes one step at a time, inch by inch. He makes his way across to the other side. Great applause. He repeated the trip four more times. On the fifth time, he asked the tourist how he did. The tourist said, Mr. Blondin, you are great. I believe you're the greatest. Blondin asked, do you think that I could do it again? Well, I think you could do that a dozen times. You're just the greatest. I really believe in you, Mr. Blondin. I believe you could do it, even with your eyes closed. I really believe in you. Mr. Blondin didn't say a word. He emptied the dirt from the wheelbarrow, set it upon the rope again, and he said to the tourists, it's your turn to get into the wheelbarrow. God says to you and me, talk is cheap. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Then prove it. Show me. Grandmother used to say, actions always speak louder than this words. In conclusion, we look at Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 10. Let's read it together out loud. For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith for a life of good deeds, which God has already prepared for us to do. Are you a real believer? What evidence can you point to in your life that would convict you? Remember, your works do not determine your faith, but our faith is demonstrated by what we do. Amen.